turkey bacon don't get like as crunchy as regular bacon. Shit, air fry that bitch. I've tried. <laughs> air fry that That shit be looking like a limp penis no matter how much you do it. here first turkey bacon looks like a limp penis. <laughs> Anybody who can't eat pork, you eat turkey bacon, your ass is eating flaccid penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good metaphor. That is a metaphor. No. <laughs> Turkey bacon, put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this shit don't never get hard. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Paradoxes. <laughs> I am your boy Zo. <laughs> and when I start laughing, I can tell you who I am. <laughs> I'm Lisa, you know, follow me on Instagram, Lisi0316. And me at yellowboyzo, that's yellowboy underscore zo. And make sure y'all follow the page, paradox.ish. Don't forget the dot. Yeah, follow us for that crazy shit. (laughs) That's how we opening up episodes from now on, just random ass shit going into the bitch. (laughs) You gotta admit that metaphor took a very drastic turn. Turkey bacon. (laughs) The limp penis of bacon. <laughs> they don't never get hard. They don't never get hard. Jay's be sitting there just like. <laughs> bacon, <laughs> turkey bacon got ED. <laughs> what do you do at that point? <laughs> Shit. If you if you can't eat pork, you got to enjoy the supplement, right? Mm. <laughs> Always soft. <laughs> never hard. Like If you get it semi, you can work with it. <laughs> Can you? I don't know. I'm not a female. I don't think so. I, I, wouldn't that hurt though? Like a semi-hard yeah. penis, and you trying to like can you? So like so, if a girl try to ride you with a semi-hard penis, what happens? You, you got to pull a rope before they can get there. <laughs> <laughs> if we get it halfway there, we we good. <laughs> just pray she don't move just, the wrong way, pray, boy. Cause that ain't slip out. That's it. <laughs> Like, you ever seen a fucking, was it, like, fish hit the deck after you, like, yeah. that, that Zag would look like that shit just. <laughs> that shit look like one of the janks out the uh the car shop, the little flailing yeah. tube, man, shit, shit just. The text, uh, the Yeah, that shit just be doing this as soon as it fall out. How did we get here? Turkey bacon. <laughs> we got here because of turkey bacon. Uh, I will take full responsibility for this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, I would like to say that that's an easy segue into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I want to see how you segue turkey bacon into toxicity. <laughs> I really want to see this shit. Because a broke penis is toxic. No, a broke penis is uh, dysfunctional. <laughs> Which dysfunction equals toxic. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll take that connection. Thank you. I'll take that connection. So, I'm trying to get these laughs out because it keeps me playing in my head. You just see this shit? <laughs> All I can imagine is like when you take the turkey, like when you put it in the air fryer and you pick it up with tongs. That shit just be dangling like this. Turkey, That's exactly what it seems like. Turkey bacon is depressing. <laughs> Yo, like, let me say what I just thought of Because I got depression Because <laughs> I got depression As soon as you pull that shit out the uh, oven Because I got depression That shit just started dangling Oh, uh, okay <laughs> oh, We gotta, we gotta get, we gotta right, get right, to we, this We can get started Okay, you ready? Okay, right, I think tur- I'm here Alright, turkey bacon on three 
One, two, three. Turkey, Turkey bacon. bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like this. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> We like this. I don't know, but just imagine if Turkey Bacon was a player and he tried to get like he was missing his shots and shit. You trying to encourage him? You like Turkey Bacon, <laughs> Turkey Bacon. <laughs> Yo, imagine if I would have walked in here with a turkey sandwich or something. A turkey sandwich ain't the same. No, but I'm just saying if it had like a turkey BLT or something like. Bro, uh, <laughs> turkey- don't even get dark. <laughs> Damn, so Turkey Bacon is white man penis. <laughs> Is what you're saying. Oh, it don't get dark or hard. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> this ain't even the topic for the episode. Nowhere near the topic of the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. We're not talking about turkey, bacon, okay. or penis. Right, well, I boom. can't say we're not talking about penis or nothing no more because right. we here. All right. All right. Other so, T word. Okay, let's yeah. go. So, you know I'll always be on some random shit. Mm-hmm. I was watching Love and Basketball. You know, that's like my favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time. Well, it was. I can't. I, I'm on the search for a new you, one. Until you came to a realization. That shit was toxic as fuck. I used mm-hmm. to, like, I remember growing up, like, definitely playing Bond and stuff. I remember growing up and be like, I want to go. I want a relationship like this. Like, I I want that Monica and Q love. I want, man, I watched that shit the other day. As an adult. As an adult. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm about to turn 30. We'll go with that. Okay, as a rational adult. As a rational adult. Watching that shit, early teens, 20s. It it didn't hit the same. I don't know what it was. And it was crazy because I ended up catching it on TV on like I had watched it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see the, I didn't see it from the beginning. I came in um, when Monica was overseas. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the hospital scene play out. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then it wasn't until... He um, she climbed out her window and went and knocked on his. And I'm like, wait a minute, something ain't right with this. And then the more it kept going from there, I'm like, yo, this shit is toxic as fuck. Ain't shit. You could tell from the beginning, like you start up because you put like the movie starts with you pushing shorty down, (laughs) like. Bro, all right, so yeah, yeah, that's. Toxic, some toxic ass shit because you taught, well, not really taught. It's kind of like learned as a young boy. Uh, if she messes with you, she likes you. So and I if guess you beat he her up, up, like that's how we like know it's her. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some. Yeah, that's some abusive ass shit. But then, then I kept thinking about it. Right, I couldn't let this shit go. Mm-hmm. So then I kept thinking about it, and then it got worse because I realized not only was their relationship toxic. Oh. Every relationship in the movie was toxic. I think mm-hmm. the only relationship that wasn't was um, the relationship between her and her sister. That's the only relationship that wasn't toxic. Every from high school with Shorty, that was the whole the jump off. Mm-hmm. That Gabrielle was Union. yep. That was throwing throwing a box at mm-hmm. uh cute. Yep. You had that. That was like dog. So if you want somebody attention, you got to throw some ass. And then if you actually trying to be about something, you don't get no attention. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, then you move to they finally make it together, and now she she got to choose between whether or not she gonna make curfew because her dream is basketball, but your daddy didn't cheated on your mama. Well, she been cheat he been cheating on your mama, and well, now she so <laughs> go ahead. so that part that shit really kind of like pissed me off because it was like 
the selfishness was like at its max. But what's crazy to me is I understood like as an adult, like even then I was like, I could see both sides of it. But as an adult, I do understand like when you're going through something, mm-hmm. of course, the person you want to go through it with you is the person that you're, if you have that type of relationship, which if it's somebody you're in a relationship with and you've been together for that long, that should be the person you want. So I understood like why he wanted her there, but I also feel like he he knows how much basketball means to both of them. And he mm-hmm. knows how much harder she had to fight to get that spot. So he should have been like, okay, like, yeah, I understand. I'm not saying that I not, I don't sympathize with you. Mm-hmm. Personally, I probably would have snuck him into the dorm room. Shit, technically, I made curfew. <laughs> nah, at, at that point, she was she was hitting her, hitting her high at USC. So right. me, personally... He should have been okay with that because she finally got a start because the starter got injured. She right. got in the starting five. You know, she's doing what the fuck she's supposed to do. And, nigga, like, nobody died. Like, you found out that your dad cheated on your mom. Which he's technically been doing for as long as you've been alive. Exactly. I mean, he didn't know it, but, of course, it's a shock to you. He with, was naive. I feel like you. he knew, but he was really naive. Nah, I'm, I'm not even going to say that because – as a child, you don't really know. You just see the front. Like, you see Thanks. mom and dad. And then later on down the road, you see they was together for, like, a decent-ass time. Yeah. And then later on down the road, this nigga found out in college. He like, found out, what was it, right before uh, a major game, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I not going to say yes or no because right now I can't think off the top of my head. But, uh, yes, it was. Because yeah. he had a fucked up ass game after that Right and then he decided but, he was going to declare for the draft But uh, That's what I was saying as far as He had like He had that example in front of him as far as Mom and dad he didn't see what was going on behind the scenes He saw everything that was working between them So as far as him having The example of okay that's what I want That's what he That's his mind right Right. So now just imagine this you put up with this you didn't put up with this front but you figured out this whole shit was a front for 18 19 years cuz that was their freshman year right yeah yeah so that whole shit been a front for 18 19 years yeah that shit's going to fuck you up but, but this is what at, made it more toxic though. that's what i'm saying but at the same time it's like how do i express this when i never experienced it this is very true. But then what makes it even more toxic is mm-hmm. instead of telling her that his feelings was hurt, my man's went out and bagged a whole nother girl. Yeah. <laughs> toxic toxic uh, activity. Don't know, not knowing how to express your emotions. Right. So say all this to say, it's interesting. The thought process I went through was it's interesting how much of how we form relationships with people and how we mm-hmm. expect relationships to go are based off of things that we watch coming up that when we're younger, we see you see in different eyes because you're younger. You haven't really experienced stuff. You're not even some areas, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. That's why like, I kind of like harp on hopeless romantics mm-hmm. because it's in the real world is is not that. I mean, Based on movies and shit like that, yeah, it looks cool. But you got to go through some shit in order to learn yourself, in order to bring something to the relationship. You just can't hope that 
you know, everything's going to be all right. On top of the fact of it's like the biggest thing was like I would have been dipped out of this like me now and knowing better. Mm-hmm. It's like I would have been dipped out. I'm not going. It's certain things that I'm just not going through to to get to a happily ever after. Like love is supposed to take work. It mm-hmm. is supposed to take work. It is a learning curve. It is a growth thing. You're gonna mature. You like you're always learning about you and your partner. Get that. Mm-hmm. But it's not supposed to hurt. Like it is a difference between trial and tribulations and something like mm. intentionally hurting. I I I get what you're saying, but I can't completely agree only because people are taught love differently. So your definition of love might be different than their definition of love, which is different than their definition of love. Because like yeah. for an example, uh. A Baptist and a Catholic are both Christians, right? Right. But they have different views of what Christianity is supposed to be. Right. Christianity is the root. Right. But it's sub-genred into different things. Like, y'all still all believe in Jesus and God and stuff like that, but y'all believe in it in a different way. How you worship, how you pray, yeah. That is, and I'm not saying that it's not supposed to hurt in the sense of, you know, it is a real thing. If mm-hmm. you're not somebody who's shown a lot of affection, you don't know how to be affectionate or you don't know how to receive affection. Mm-hmm. If you're not somebody who, if you're somebody who was taught action is love or, you know, buying things is love, then that's the way you show your love. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You work through stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that you learn about the person you come to. Uh, nobody's ever going to completely change, but you come mm-hmm. to a compromise of what makes each other comfortable. Yeah. What I'm saying is cheating is not a part of that. No, no. Finding your, like, deciding that you got to, you know, prove a point to somebody so you want to do X, Y, Z. That's not a part of how you were coming up. Now, it does play a part into it if that's what you've seen. If you've seen your parent cheat repetitively, okay, yeah, you might grow up thinking that's okay. What I'm saying is it's not acceptable and it's not something that somebody else should have to stick around for to say, oh, well, you know, that's what they, they saw growing up. So, you know, that's what I have to endure until we get pe- mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's what I mean by something. Like, it's a difference between you unintentionally doing something because you you it was a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's something different when it's something you're intentionally choosing to do. Cheating, no matter what, that you're intentionally doing. You know how it's going to make the other person feel. Yeah. You saw how it made your other parent feel when it happened. So the fact that you chose to then do that again, I'm not sticking around for that stupid shit. That's not something we're coming back from. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable to it. That's what I mean by, like, we, we come up watching these things that show that level of toxicity in relationships even with friendships Mm -hmm. like you see plenty of shows with female um, friendships where it's always somebody talking about this person it's a click inside of a friendship like that's too much for me that's too much drama and it's unnecessary like it's certain things that as an adult now Mm -hmm. it's not okay that we glorified back then yeah yeah completely understand completely understand so what else you got um so of course i did a a a poll on Mm -hmm. what i do i did on instagram and facebook about other toxic movies i only did movies because i was that was the track i was on i mean best man should have been up there that was definitely a toxic ass movie best man a thin line between love and hate that um 
Love Jones should have been Love up Jones. There. What's the one I have posted? Um, Boom- the one with, Boomerang should have been up there. I got Boomerang. Definitely. What's the one with, with um, Lorenz Taylor's playing Frankie Lyman? I cannot remember the Why name. Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Why Do Fools Fall in Love definitely deserves to be up there. Um, what's Love Got to Do With what's It? What's Love Got to Do With It? Definitely up there. Any Tyler Perry. Somebody literally commented and posted any Tyler Perry Bro, movie. and this is why I don't bang with Tyler Perry plays or movies, bro. Um, I do not bang with them shits. And people be like, why don't you like Diary of a Mad Black Woman, bro? Because you're creating a trope. Yeah. As far as, like, that, that shit is, that shit is not cool. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. And he got his money off of it. People love it, but at the same time, I think people love it because they understand it or going through it. Right. I was. I have a love hate relationship with Tyler Perry, with the Tyler Perry movies in place because they're very true. Uh, they're really true things that happen. Mm-hmm. I just feel like because his target audience and who he's you know trying to put on is that is black it's, people. Uh, I yeah. feel like it's it's stuff that needs to be told within our community, like expose it to our community, so that we can like get a reality check i feel mm-hmm. like once you put it out there for entertainment for everybody you're giving people a chance to laugh at you know what yeah because it's, it's not just us watching it right like family reunion was some real shit mm-hmm. like the with the the mama and the way she was treating her and then the getting beat on and all the family secrets like that's a real thing that happens but i feel like when you open it up like people people take it and they run with it like we understand it because that's something that is really real in our in our community like it's plenty of family secrets mm-hmm. that come out at the wrong time and then you know it'd be a shit show yeah because it is used as uh artillery instead of you know being broken down and understanding why this happened right uh it, it's that that shit is wild as far as like family dynamic because wonder why the family is dysfunctional is because issues haven't been addressed let shit ride you let shit get swept under the rug until you know you need that wild card and you flip the rug over and be like yo what's that you remember when you did that like it's right and i'll be sitting there like and i'll be listening and i'll be like some of the family secrets that be coming out i'll be like it won't even that serious like what like why did you feel like that was something you didn't you couldn't tell somebody like or why are you feel like you have to protect somebody that you know is constantly hurting somebody mm-hmm. like i can't deal with that or when somebody finally gets to a good place and then you bring up old stuff about like what they used to do or right, like, like what who they gain? used to be when they when you've seen them progress over umpteen months or years and then now it's like you throw their name back in the dirt and it's like, damn, how do I recover from that when I took this long-ass road to get to where I'm at now? I tell people all the time, like, your biggest lessons in life mm-hmm. are always from family because family are the will always be the most toxic people you will ever deal with. I don't care how you look at it. It's always It only takes one person. It's always one person that knows just enough or does just enough to keep a, a rotation of toxicity going constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You had that internal battle of, well, do I decide to, you know, 
walk away from the situation but it's like damn you damned if you do you damned if you don't because if you walk away you got family talking about some well that's still your family you're supposed to be there for him through whatever so where was the fuck was this when this man was around here doing xyz and saying xyz where was that same energy because i'm gonna remove myself because i don't have time for it no more and then they want to ask questions like well why you don't come around no more i don't know you might want to check around your surroundings Right, like y'all questioning me. Did y'all clean up this mess that y'all had going on? Cause that's why yeah. I walked away. And it's it's wild because you, as an adult now, you're trying to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. But it's like because they're your family, it's something about your inner child is just like, oh shit. Well, I need to do something about it. But your adult self is like, no, that that's that's done. Like you need to work on you now. It's crazy because definitely when you have like that older generation above you, because they think that you're still, no matter how old you get, they think you are still a child. Mm-hmm. And the moment you come out of that child talk, because I'm always going to respect my elders, but you not, I'm at the same day, at the same time, at, where I'm at right now, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm the one paying my bills. Yeah. I'm the one getting up and going to work every yeah. day. I'm the one having to make decisions that affect my life. If I do something right now, I'm going to be the one to go to jail, not you. Exactly. And then all you're going to do is talk about me. Right. So I'm saying, like, why do you feel like you can still say whatever you want to say out your mouth? And I'm not supposed to say nothing. But when I say something, you, oh, I'm disrespectful. Oh, so where was the, no, no. you were disrespectful. And now walking, I'm like, I ain't even about to do this with y'all. I'm just going to walk away. I know how to get in my car that I put mm-hmm. gas in and pay that, the car note for. car note for. And insurance. And these ties. And these brakes. <laughs> and that personal property <laughs> tax. What talking about? Everything on that car, all me. So, therefore, yeah. I'm going to get in all of that and go to the house that I pay for. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I said. Love y'all, but I love you from a distance and a real heartbeat. quick. Because I, I'm, I love my safe space. I love right. my peace of mind. And, like, honestly, I only talk to, like, to be honest, uh, like on a daily basis, a couple of my family members. Every now and then, I'll do my like normal checkup and stuff like that. But other than that, only talk to like a couple people. I feel like that. I feel like I talk to, yeah, I feel like I talk to a couple people. I have my solid group that I mm-hmm. talk to on an at least weekly basis, and then everybody else is just kind of like every now. Happy and birthday! Then, yeah, happy Merry birthday! Merry Christmas! Happy anniversary! Oh, you you do anniversaries? Sometimes, depending. Oh, mm. if I can remember, I'll do anniversaries. You better than me. I literally only do like birthdays. And, I'm normally and the major person. Major holidays. I'm not. I'm bad at major holidays. I'm normally the one that just responds to the happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Merry Christmas text. Like that's me. Does, like, <laughs> does your family got a group text? Yeah, that I that's on mute. So yours is on mute too. <laughs> I slam put my shit on D and D real quick, like because it it got crazy because. Like, love them to death. I'm going to put that out there. Love them to death. But that shit gets annoying when there's multiple people in there. Like, And then that everybody like, get along. When, no, it's, you... when it's double-digit people in there. So it goes yes. from a group of people and then... A community. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it goes from a group of people and then it goes to... Oh, the two people sub, having a side, a side conversation? Yes. Hold on. No, you ever be in the group text message with family members and then somebody then got pissed off and then you get in five different individual text messages? Yeah. I don't have time for that shit. So instead Bro, of I, all that, guess I, what I'm going to do? I'll cut the phone off. In well, a I'm, heartbeat. I'm lying. I'm lying. I won't cut the phone off. I'll put everything on Do Not Disturb. 
man i remember one day i went and looked at my uh you know i'm looking at my notification i'm like mm-hmm. why the hell do i have 300 messages boy that the shit fucking be group chat so do it do it happen to you when you're at work when you're at work yeah and it's so, always when i'm in a meeting so yeah i'll go off and do a job right mm. and then i come back to my little uh station and i'll see 30 messages 40 messages 50 like it's multiples and then it don't be anything like like important right it just it's be either, it's either like somebody just saying good morning okay cool i'm good with good morning text and then somebody will say something wild and then here come pictures and then here comes you ever get to argue book. their messages because you're not responding you know what i've i've, <laughs> I've gotten calls like asking me if everything all right and stuff like like you good uh haven't heard from you and such and such and such like yeah i'm fine it's just like i'm i'm doing what the fuck i need to do to make sure my shit is straight like i love y'all talk to y'all when i can or when i remember to because i get so engulfed in my shit that i forget about the outside world mm-hmm. but you know I'll, I'll get like calls and stuff like that and you know, I talk to them from there, let them know everything is all right. You know, ain't nothing wrong. But I get overwhelmed when it's a whole bunch of fucking messages. Right. And at that point, at I'm not going time. back to read anything. At I'm all. Not... Like, I'm lost. <laughs> right. I'm. Y'all, y'all just going to be mad at me. Like, don't ask my opinion. I don't have an opinion. Like, I think the worst one was when we was trying to um, um, plan the family reunion. Mm-hmm. First of all, they was pissed off at me from the jump. I don't even know how I ended up in this group message. I I really don't. Because it's like you have one big group message that has like all the cousins in it. Mm-hmm. Then you had a group message that got the cousins in that one auntie. Then you got the group message that got like it's it's like seven different group messages. And I'm trying to understand how the hell we got here. And then a group message, a message that you ain't paid nothing. Everybody attention to and responded yeah. to and turned into a subgroup. And I'm like, I didn't how say nothing about a family did... reunion. None of that. So <laughs> How I'm, the fuck did we get here? And so I'm sitting here like, okay, y'all put me in this group. I read the message and they was like, we going to have a family reunion. Mind you, this shit was like last summer. Mm -hmm. My first question was, ain't it COVID? (laughs) That That shit about to be a Zoom reunion. (laughs) No. So I'm sitting here like, okay. I said, so then, because it was like, yeah, it was like this time last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, is it me? Like, I'm bugging. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So I'm sitting here. I'm watching it. Nobody responded to my ain't it COVID message. We just gonna keep going past that. Hold on. Don't mean to stop you, but happy birthday, COVID. It's been three years. You three years old now. <laughs> you three years old. No, the week before my birthday makes it three years. Cause that's oh, when the kids a, got out. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's on the way then. Shit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Then the messages keep going. I'm sitting here getting annoyed. I'm like, so we just going to pretend like I ain't say shit. Okay, mm-hmm. so now I'm about to put it in all capital letters. I'm like, when are y'all trying to do this? August. August of what? August of 2021. Wait a minute. So y'all thinking six months this shit going to disappear just, and then disappear in a year. We about to be out in the world again. I'm like, where are we doing this at? Who coming? Because y'all talking about having people that, that ain't here. I said, well, I can say right now my granddad ain't going to be here. Mm-hmm. Like shout out Pop Gillespie. Shout out Pop. <laughs> oh, we got oh. Yep, because last time we was all here together, production then came through. This shit cold as hell. That's what it's chill. <laughs> it make it easier to go back. And your birthday coming up so 
Oh, so we gotta do this again when it's yeah, my yeah. turn? Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I can take that. Who turning down a drink? You know what I mean? <laughs> Happy birthday, brother. Production and came through. My man's yeah. another year older. Yeah, 31. Oh, I won't want to tell Red. you age. I, I don't give a fuck. Reggie Miller out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this your toast. Turn it He worked in the commentators with the fucked up uh, stats. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey bacon. What? Yeah. Happy Fuji birthday. <laughs> yep. Three sixteen. Yep. I'm about to be a whole three zero in this bitch. <laughs> Dirty thirty with fucked up knees. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Take this shot. Tequila, tequila, tequila. My liver gonna be fucking in my ass. But not for it. Like, hold on a minute. <laughs> That shit hit you going down, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> it was like the back of my tongue. So, like, like I was saying, I got. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but no, like, that shit real life pissed me off. So then they didn't assign me a job. Mm-hmm. They, they they didn't assign wrong people. Job. Like, we ain't played to nobody's strengths. We ain't played to who know nobody. We just started assigning task lists, like, pick a number out of hat. And I'm saying, like, this makes no sense. <laughs> that shit sound like my job. Listen, why are we doing this? I said, so we're really just going to bank on doing this and mm-hmm. it's still COVID. Like nobody, we can't, so we just going to, we going to socially distance at a family function. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, don't nobody touch me. Don't nobody hug me. I don't want none of y'all babies, kids running up on me. Look, I'm not playing with nobody, kids. <laughs> it's going to have to be a big ass circle, like on some duck, duck, goose shit. And don't touch me. <laughs> And then people talking so they don't want to get vaccinated. I said, okay. So once again, like this I shit said, is not happening. I said, so we're just gonna continue to pretend like COVID don't exist. So I just mm-hmm. stopped responding. Gotcha. They didn't design ugly ass T-shirts and some up. So I never been part of a family reunion, so I don't know what. Listen, any of that shit. Is. I was off for the T-shirts, but I said, how about? Y'all let me, y'all, you know how many friends I got mm-hmm. that can draw, and you're my brother, mm-hmm. you draw. I yeah. was like, let me get somebody to do up a mock design, make this work. Mm-hmm. No, they gave somebody with no artistic ability the job. I said, okay. They put the design in the shirt and said, they put the two designs in the group text and someone's on pickle. I said, can, is neither an option? <laughs> they was like, no, you got to pick one. I said, nobody's paying for that. Let me get uh, e, like, none you, of the above. Right. It was like, you never have anything positive to say. I was like, because y'all ain't said shit. <laughs> y'all not saying anything positive for me to say anything positive. Right. All this shit's stupid. Facts. <laughs> so then I'm sitting here like, okay. So That's I said, what? once again, so now this is like May. Mm-hmm. And they want this in August and we still need. Oh, it's getting, it's <laughs> no. getting closer. No progression whatsoever. <laughs> no progression. Still said, at the starting line. I said, so we're just going to continue to do this with the same dates. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, June, it had to be June 5th came. Mm-hmm. I get a message in the group message that said, due to us having so many older family members and COVID numbers still rising, we are not going to have the family reunion. You, you, I, know, what that, you me, know what that was? Let me tell you what I said. In my messages now said, Alicia has exited the group. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what that shit was, right? What? We ain't had shit planned and it's getting close to the time. So we're going to come up with this excuse. That now, what sounds it was, legitimate. Was they called my granddaddy because my granddaddy is the patriarch, and they asked oh, my they, granddaddy they, was he coming, and my granddaddy chief, said, "Fuck y'all." Chief, <laughs> chief said, "Hell nah." So they was just like, "Damn, fuck!" Now we can't do it. Like, 
I was like, really? And then I was mad because so before I left the mm-hmm. group message, I said, so the same reason that I gave four months ago is the why we shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Is the reason that y'all really put in the messages as to why we're not doing this. I said, when y'all do decide to plan a family reunion, please leave me the fuck out of it. I don't know how I got into this, roped into this one. Mm-hmm. Call my mama. Don't call me. Why did you rope me into this? Because he wrote me into this. Well, why did he rope me into this? Uh, you don't know yep. that. You don't know that reference, do nope. you? <laughs> Gotta watch Rick and Morty, boy. That shit funny, Mister Meeseeks. Mm-hmm. Why did you rope me into this? Because he wrote me into this. And that's this. exactly how I felt. They was yeah. like, well, they was like, Lisa, you know, you always so helpful. You're good with planning. I said, well, y'all didn't let me plan shit because clearly, if I would have did this, we, mm-hmm. we, you know how I gets down. I'm gonna have everything done. I don't do last minute that shit. I was just like, you know what? I love you guys, but please don't call my phone for at least six months. <laughs> That's how I felt. So I, I got a question, right? Mm-hmm. Since we are uh, talking about toxicity mm-hmm. and as you become an adult, mm-hmm. do you believe that childhood trauma creates the toxic version of you? Who? Yes and no. Okay. I'll start with the yes. Yes, because real life situations do play a factor into what we what we consider normal and what our version of normalcy is. So if what you've seen and what you've experienced is nothing but hurt and pain, then that's gonna be what you're that's gonna be what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So on that level I do agree that your your childhood traumas and the things you experience definitely during pivotal moments of life. So like that that um like four to five range, that eleven to thirteen range, like when you start going through puberty, those mm-hmm. are some of your most impressionable years. So trauma happening there, I do agree. Like that's something that sticks with you. It's harder for you to shake that. Yeah. However, and I've said it plenty of times. At some point, you have to start taking you. You can never. You can't take accountability for things that you didn't do, but you can take accountability for what you then do. Mm-hmm. So, if you know something isn't right, you know something hurts you. You know something is currently impeding on your life as it is right now. It's up to you to get the necessary help for people for different people that looks different for some people that's crystals for some people that's meditating for some people that's the church for some people that's therapy mm-hmm. whatever it is that brings that brings you closure and peace in the situation you have to do so you can move forward my biggest pet peeve is people throwing pity parties for themselves and using the excuse that well this happened to me when i was this age or this person did something to me I have an issue with that. And that might just, and it's crazy. I work mental health and say that, but mm-hmm. on even, even at work, I say the same thing. Once you become an adult, you cannot use those things as excuses. You can't say, Oh, I did this because of daddy issues. Oh, I did this because of mommy issues. Cause at the end of the day, the consequence is still the same. Yeah. Whatever the action, whatever the kickback is for what you did, it's still the same. That excuse does not matter anymore. That's, that's how I also feel like, you yeah you learn the shit right from mm-hmm. a young age whether it be you know through you know parents or media or 
you know, just friends or environment. But eventually you got to take accountability for actions. Now, when you in it, like I can't even lie. I used to be that person. I'm I know I'm a villain to somebody out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can think of a couple people. <laughs> I, I know I'm a villain to somebody out there. But at the same time, it's like I was a different person. I was a different right. I was in a different mindset back then. So it was the person that I was then, I'm not now. And that's all just like that's my thought process too. Like even with love and basketball, it would be scary for me to now be at this age, because when I first saw this movie, I had to be all of seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And the, the first reason I loved the movie was because I loved basketball. I thought you were going to say Kyla Pratt. No, I loved basketball. So, like, the movie was centered around basketball. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, of course, the the vision that I see at seven is different. The vision I see at ten is different. You know what I'm saying? But if I still at 30... Mm-hmm. Still, still doing see it the same like way, and still like, oh, I idolize that relationship. I want that relationship. No. Knowing what I know now, guess no. who the dumbass is? You. Exactly. You know your, your ass need to go see a therapist immediately. That's, that, that's all it is because you have you you have to find a way to talk this shit out because if you can't talk to anybody else and you can't come up to you can't come to the result by yourself, you have to talk to somebody who can help you get there. And you and you have to like you know I look at I look at the way I I look at the way I see things because mm-hmm. I'm coming up on that time period where I start evaluating you know the things around me yeah and stuff like that and I'm like what am I still trying to make excuses for why am I still trying to make excuses for what am I letting slide what is something you know what's a hard limit you know stuff like that and I'm sitting here like anything that crosses that. It has to go because I know better now. And I'm saying, like, this is not cute. Like I said, I still love the movie because as a body of work, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. But looking at it for what it is, like, books that I've reread now as an adult, like, I see them in different contexts now. Even even historical stuff, I see them in different contexts now because I'm looking at it as a rational thinking adult. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as somebody that's experienced life. And understands what those feelings are. And that's exactly what I was about to get to. Because I know, like, a lot of artists that I listen to happen to be fucking toxic, right? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Future. Your favorite artists are Drake, toxic as fuck. Brent Fires, All them niggas. Like, Your I favorite to, artists are toxic uh, as that's fuck. What, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I understand where they're coming from, right? Because I've been there. But... What I have now mm-hmm. that I didn't have then, I have that shit in a box and it's under control. Right. And you have so, the ability to separate it too. Exactly. You can listen to it and not play into it. Exactly. So when I say like having control is the most like. I said like wonderful. Mary J. Blige ain't one of my favorite artists. Like having having control is like one of, the, <laughs> is one of the most. <laughs> having control is one of the most. Like, I don't want to say perfect, but it's one of the most important things that you can have because everybody has toxicity in them. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. Even if you say you don't, you do. You do. You don't you have the ability. You have the capability of yeah. doing that shit. And like I say, like becoming toxic is like becoming venom. The, yeah. uh, don't don't try to play me. 
No, I'm not trying I to thought you. It. I thought she was about to I'm not, explain I'm to not who about you. I'm not about to who the fuck Venom I is. I just knew. Like, but you didn't I, hear how that started. <laughs> I was looking to you like. You, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was <laughs> I but, was about to agree. <laughs> but before you was about to leash Take out on me. That was my toxic energy. Exactly. <laughs> you have to understand I'm not wrong. Me, like, you have like, to understand yeah. me and my brother's relationship to understand where that came from. <laughs> so, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Becoming toxic is like becoming venom, mm-hmm. right? Symbioid, just looking for a host. Right. So at first, it gives you this boost. It gives you all this shit. That like, confidence. Yeah, like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm about to do it. Lo, lo and behold, this it's shit is trying to fuse with you. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is deadly as fuck. And let me tell you what's crazy. When I talk to my therapist, the mm-hmm. one I think the reason that I've been able to be so successful in therapy mm-hmm. and be able to let go of a lot of that stuff is she says I am very self aware. Like I do not lie to myself. I'm always on an introspective level. Like I don't have to worry about people criticizing me because I can guarantee you I probably said worse to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of stuff lies too, because you have a lot of people, definitely the toxic ones. It's never them. It's yeah. never an accountability piece to it. It's always it's a it's a manipulation. Oh yeah. So if you're not self aware, you're gonna constantly produce toxic energy because you've never at no point in time taken the 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 space to figure out who you are because I can yeah. guarantee you if you go back and you look through your friendships, your relationships, everything, there are certain things that everything has in common and the only way that can happen is if there is a denominator that's the same and the only one that's the same is you is you Mm -hmm. so you have to take a step back and be like okay well this is this this is that i tell people all the time i have a heart to go i would do anything for anybody i can also be the biggest bitch you have ever met Mm -hmm. and not apologize for it but, well, now I don't apologize because I feel like if you get that side of me, it's something you did. Yeah, it, it was brought upon. Right. But I used to just snap out. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I had to understand where that was coming from. I could only do that by taking time to myself and figuring out who that what, who that person is. Mm-hmm. And what is it about these situations that's making me kirk out? They'll say your triggers. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, what would you say uh, is your childhood, you know, trauma? Like, cause it's it's five of them from what I've like looked up. There's rejection, mm-hmm. abandonment, mm-hmm. humiliation, betrayal, and injustice. Um, I have a, I have a couple on that list. Okay. Um, I have rejection. Mm-hmm. I have abandonment, and um, injustice. Okay, and if you don't mind sharing, like, why did you say? I am the poster child for daddy issues. Ain't even gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) I am the not even just daddy issues, daddy family side issues. (laughs) Like, I am the poster child. Been there, done that. Can write the books, write, film a movie, the whole nine. But. Even more so, I've actually uncovered in the last few weeks, I have abandonment issues with my mama, too. So, I have mm. I got mommy issues, too. I don't understand how I'm in a relationship, y'all. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's because I understand these facts and I can, and I work through yeah. them. But, um, 
the rejection on different levels. I like I had a fear of failure that was crippling for the longest time. Mm-hmm. To where like I would stay in situations just to prove a point that I'm not a failure and be dying to, like every day a little more of myself just dies because of it. Yeah, I I got a I got a piece of that shit too also because like you get this you get this uh pressure put on you as far as like being a kid like you have to do shit this way you have to do shit that way mm-hmm. you have to do it this or you have to do it the right way and then when you get through it it's just like what the fuck did i do that for and what did you gain nothing at all because i'm sitting here like okay i got from this point to this point I'm, but i'm about to blow your mind with it though the rejection of it that comes to is you're trying to when you're coming up right mm-hmm you're when you feel abandoned or rejected you're constantly in a space of trying to feel wanted so you're going to continuously do things that you don't want to do because you want to feel wanted because you know this is going to make the person you want that attention from happy mm-hmm. so because i know that this is going to make you happy i don't want to do this shit whatsoever but so that i don't feel abandoned and i don't get rejected again i'm gonna continuously do this i got that i definitely got that shit Cause like I, I know ain't my, that mind blowing? It's fucked up. <laughs> Cause it's fucked up. Cause I realized that shit. Cause I was just like, damn. Like even though I I have both my parents in their life, but in my life, but they're divorced. Mm-hmm. So like I'm constantly splitting that time between yep. both of them. Like I'm here, love me more. I'm here, love me more. But it's it, that shit is fucking wild. It is. You, it, you when you feel abandoned or you feel rejected in a situation, you're constantly in a state of not trying to feel that again. Mm-hmm. So you're doing things that you feel like are gonna make the other person want you more, feel like it's gonna make them wanna have you around more mm-hmm. so that you don't ever get into a space of you feel lost by them. That shit real. That shit is real. <laughs> I felt every single last one of them words. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things. And it's like, and it's hard because it's like, we think of everything on that list. We think of on such like this macro level, right? Yeah. Small ass scale. Right. We, we, we catastrophize things. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you talk about rejection you go through somebody straight up told you, no, you're not good enough. No, there are microaggressions that, that make you feel rejected. Even something as simple as a parent being tired and not able to play can make a child feel rejected. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to look at abandon could be something as simple as I had a nightmare and I just wanted you near me and you chose not to like, Mm -hmm. we take these things and we blow them up, but we don't realize that there are a lot of small things that happen that can make somebody feel abandoned, um, detached. Like, Personally, for me, I have a love-hate relationship with my emotions. Mm -hmm. I can detach from them shits quickly, but it's crazy because I'm an emotional person, but I'm emotional to myself. I detach quickly because I didn't have the space to feel my feelings. It was always shut the shit down, keep it moving. Mm -hmm. So now I'm an adult, and I'm I'm relearning what I've been relearning for the last year (laughs) and some change, how to actually let myself feel my emotions and let myself express my emotions. Yeah, I think my shit, as far as like, uh, I don't want to say it's, it's either betrayal or abandonment because it can be like, both. I put it, I'm going uh, I'm gonna describe it for you and I guess you can figure it from there. So me being younger, uh, after my parents split up, you know, of course, so now we got two houses. I stay with my mom, stay with my dad on the weekend. 
So, you know, you get friends on both sides as younger, but, like, as you get older, somebody moves, Mm -hmm. and then it's just like, well, fuck, all right, that person's gone. And then somebody on this side moves, damn, all right, that person's gone. So now you get older, you make more friends, boom, they move away, they move away, they move away. As when I got, when I was younger, I kind of, like, picked up on people are only here for me for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So now, like, whenever I develop relationships, I'm just like, all right, I take it for what it is. If the person's gone, all right, whatever. You like, know how long you've been stuck with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm that's I'm that's why I'm baffled at some of the relationships <laughs> that I that I have that I hold on to now because I'm just sitting here like, I know eventually one day, she's going to get like pushed off to the side. It's just like, all right, well that person's gone. You but, actually left me. Hmm? You actually left me. How? When you went to state. I didn't have no. I got no. I'm, no, I'm just oh. saying, like in that situation, like when we talk about it, like technically you left me. <laughs> I mean, I got. Accept- I understood. Yeah, why I, 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 I got to accept it there, like, and I tried to get to Norfolk State, but the motherfuckers took too long when I tried to transfer. So right. that's how I ended up going to ODU. But like, but even before you even get to the point of like friendships, like abandonment, like I try to do this, y'all, because I I do try to separate work and personal, mm. but like. Listening to you when you play it back, your abandonment started at the divorce technically because you're used to having these two people here constantly. Well, so you were constantly going through a state of abandonment when your when your dad's not there during the week, mm-hmm. and then you're going through it again because your mom's like it's just a constant thing. Like we don't like that's why I say like we don't look at those things as those moments, mm-hmm. but that's what they are. It's abandonment is the loss of something. It's abandoned. You lost something. You lost the relationship that you had on a 24-7 basis. Yeah. And like I said, my shit, I know my shit started when my grandmother passed. Like, that was it. Because, like, as, so, as, <laughs> as soon as that shit happened, boom, divorce. All right, so now we're going back and forth with two different houses. And abandonment. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst abandonment Bro, you can I think, ever feel. I think that's the first time I, like, cried because i knew somebody wasn't coming back Mm -hmm. so yeah those those traumas i would say definitely led led to my toxicity because as i got older and i hit puberty and you know became sexually active i was just like you just here for right now Mm -hmm. because i know you're not going to be here for the long run and you know i became that person i became venom but you know as i got older and you know started maturing i was just like well fuck i was a fucked up person (laughs) but what makes you not is the fact that you're able to recognize it and learn from it and grow from it i'm 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 that person that as long as i've learned something from it Mm -hmm. i can accept what it was like the only time i can't accept something is when I wasn't the one that caused it because I can't take accountability for something that's not mine. I cannot take ownership of something that's not mine. Yeah. But I also don't harp on it. If it's not mine, I let the shit go. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing about that. But if it's mine, I learn from everything. I learn whether it just be how I want something to go and what if it occurs again, this is how it's going to go on my end. Mm-hmm. I'll take that lesson. And from there, move forward. If I'm going through all these things and I'm not learning nothing from it, that's on me at yeah. that point. You know Because everything is a lesson. Nothing is a loss. Can I just say something? What's up? 
you really reverse roles with me today. Like you came with a whole list of normally I'm the one with the questions that throw hey, people off, bro. So that's <laughs> being being honest, that's why I was like when we started talking about uh when you had sent me the text asking should we do this topic, I had to sit down and I was just like, Well fuck, like I I was that nigga. <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm I'm not even gonna lie. Like I swear, like prime toxicity age is fucking like you said from puberty so i'll probably mm-hmm. say about like 14 to like i want to say like 25 26 i want to say God, that's like damn. yeah it's it's a big ass range that's like <laughs> prime toxicity hours whether male or female it is but i f- like damn i forgot where i was at what i was about to say oh me being that person so like during that time i was just like the regular toxic ass nigga just Flirt, fuck, have fun for what it was, and when it was over, flirt, it fuck, was over. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Flirt, fuck, fun, and take it for what it is, and when it's over, it's over. Right. And that's I'm just saying, like you really threw me off with this one because normally I'm the one that comes in and I got like the questions see, that like see when it's a subject that I know about, I I look too close to home. <laughs> yeah, it's just like shit. But I can talk about it now because, mm-hmm. like I said, I know where I was. I wasn't in a good space during that time. Like, if I could apologize to whoever I fucking hurt back then, I fucking apologize. I'm sorry. I'm a different person. But, but like, I'm crazy. not that person now. But what's crazy is you've always been the best big brother. Like, that's the crazy part, y'all. Like, I've seen this man do some toxic shit. But what's crazy to me is if I've ever called him... <laughs> And had to tell him something. He'd be the first nigga ready to fight, though. No, I promise you, behind Cause, me, it was war. Like, cause, cause when I care, I care. That's that's different. This was the most toxic nigga. This nigga was future son, bro. Damn, like, I want that fucking bad. God, leave, boy. I was this not, nigga was, I was the weekend's cousin. I was not. <laughs> I was not that bad. <laughs> hey, I mean, shit. <laughs> What I, what, I, what, was, I, what I said what the script was Flirt fuck Have fun for what yep. it is it, Like this nigga was we, The weekend's cousin Future's son And Drake's uh, best friend Like this nigga was All that wrapped into one But God forbid I call him Like I promise you That like this nigga was like I can't say Adam Cause Adam was dumb I need I need a You thought You would've thought This nigga was Steph Curry On the streets That's the best I had What? Nah that nigga ain't tough no, about no, I was the, talking about the the uh. You're talking about being a shooter. No, I'm no, talking yeah, about yeah. like the the the. Yeah, there we go. Come through production. Man, shit, hell no. You saw where I was going with that. There we go. Kind of sex with you either, so that's different. You said what? He also not trying to have sex with you either. It's a different how you treat somebody. I mean, yeah, but it, what I'm saying is, I this. True. So this is the craziest thing. So this is not my only big brother. All of my big brothers. We're toxic as shit. All of I got one that's emotional as fuck. I got this one who Nigga, like I'm, we future junior. I, I am a misunderstood. I was a misunderstood male. male. A mis- <laughs> misunderstood male. That's what we're gonna go with. I was mysterious. I, I got one. I, mysterious. I got one that was a legit hoe, reformed now. I got I got a wide range of brothers, right? What's crazy to me is all of them behind me, it was up. 
all every last one of them. And I used to remember I used to ask you all the time, mm-hmm. why would you do this to somebody else if you wouldn't want somebody to do that to me? Like I used to, I said that to at some point I have said that to all of y'all multiple <laughs> times. Like, how can you treat somebody else's sister like this? But knowing damn well if I came to you and told you somebody did this to me, you ready to go shoot a nigga? Like. <laughs> And there's the toxic. Did you see the shrug? There's the toxic shit. <laughs> people listening to this can't don't know what the fuck. But <laughs> you nigga, heard hey, the smirk, nigga. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I'm I'm not that nigga no more. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like that used to be so mind boggling to me. Like I that part I still don't process well. Like that's the one thing uh-huh. I can't process with none of y'all. Like the shit that I know y'all used to do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, y'all would kill somebody if that was me. Like. I've seen y'all get upset because somebody called me out my name. So I can only imagine, like, thank God we've never had a situation where somebody, you know, like, completely came out of pocket with me. But, like, y'all used to turn up on somebody calling me a bitch. Like, the bus, I just knew your ass was getting expelled from school. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I just know these situations. And I'm sitting here like, y'all, like, okay. (laughs) To be honest, I, I still can't explain it. It's, it's pretty much like once I knew what my relationship with somebody was like was mm. and it was like legit that then like I knew my lane. I knew my role. I'll give you this, though. Mm. I will give you this when we would talk about stuff, because I've always held you accountable the same way you've held me accountable. When we would talk about stuff, you were able to like admit that you was fucked up. Yeah. Now you weren't gonna change the situation, but you would admit yeah, you was I fucked, up. fucked up. But am I ready to not stop? Like stop being fucked up? No, exactly. I, this shit fun. <laughs> this, fun. <laughs> this shit fun. I wonder if the turkey bacon feels like it's fun. I that ain't my problem. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, you you might as well go hit your quote, goddamn it. <laughs> so I feel like. So I didn't go pull a quote today because I kept thinking, I was like, what quote will really, really sum up what we talked about today? And really is you live and you learn. Like it's like, that's, 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 I feel like that's the best quote to live, to put at this, for this segment, because you go through life and you're, you're literally just experiencing stuff. Yeah. Just growth. And you're just experiencing it. You're taking it for what it is. You're taking things in. you're learning and that learning curve that you're on sets you up for how you want to live life later. Yeah. You live and you learn. And that's how we're going to close this out. You know, it's been a really interesting. We then came into some very weird um, moments this this evening. Um, production, anything you would like to say about this evening? Uh, no. <laughs> he said that like he had something to say. Yeah. <laughs>